Hello and welcome to the Californiography Podcast. I am your host, Javier Servin, a.k.a. Puhauser. And on today's episode, we're taking it back, way back to the first video that I ever made on the history of Founders Memorial Park. Now, this park sits at the intersection of Broadway and Citrus Avenues in Whittier and has an interesting history and design. The park is actually split in two. Citrus Avenue runs right through the middle of the park. Now, there's no amenities that you normally expect at a park. No bathrooms, no playgrounds, no water fountains, no barbecue grills. The only things that are there are benches and two markers at the center of each half of the park. At the top of each marker, it says Founders Memorial Park, but underneath, one says Broadway Cemetery and the other says Mount Olive. And there's names listed of everyone that's buried there. You see, Founders Memorial Park sits on the site of two former cemeteries. They literally moved the headstones, but left the bodies. In the late 1880s, the two cemeteries were founded right across the street from each other by Willett Dorland as a result of a diphtheria epidemic that had killed lots of woody residents. A map that I found shows that the name of the street that separated them was actually called Cemetery Avenue at one point. Records from the Whittier Museum show that the Broadway Cemetery had 926 burials, with the majority occurring prior to 1910, while the Mount Olive Cemetery had 365 burials, with most taking place prior to 1937 although the museum has a list that has over 2,400 names on it. After Willett passed, his widowed daughter, Artelisa Dorland-Clark, was a caretaker of the cemeteries. However, after she passed away in 1940, the cemeteries fell into disrepair. The city put up a fence to keep people out, but teenagers are going to do what teenagers do, and the cemeteries became overgrown and run down. The last burial took place in 1958, and the city closed the cemeteries and declared them a nuisance the following year. Now, can you imagine burying your grandma and then being told the following year that you need a mover? Well, that's what happened. The city spent the following decade clearing the cemeteries and attempting to contact the family members of those interred. Some people moved their loved ones to other cemeteries. Others decided not to disturb them or couldn't afford to move their bodies, while others simply could not be located. The list I mentioned earlier from the Whitty Museum lists around 20 people that were moved with only three being moved to the neighboring Rose Hill Cemetery. There was an interview in the Whittier Daily News with N. Keith Abbott, who was an assistant city manager at the time, and he recalled that around 6 to 12 bodies were moved, so the number of those moves seems to be in the 20 and below range. The remaining headstones were removed and placed in storage by the city. The cemetery was covered with fill dirt and leveled out, and Founders Memorial Park opened in 1968 just 10 years after the last burial. The headstones that were removed were initially stored on the grounds of Pio Pico State Park, but were then moved to the Whittier Museum in 2001. However, the museum couldn't find a project for them, and the stacks of stones became a safety hazard. So the museum kept 10 historically significant headstones to store and display at the museum, while the others were transferred to a private owner in 2015. That private owner had apparently told the museum that he had a lot of acreage and wanted to create a replica cemetery to lure producers who sometimes film in the city of Acton. A year later, residents of that city suddenly saw a cemetery pop up out of the blue at the intersection of Sierra Highway and Red Rover Mine Road. The city council received multiple messages regarding that cemetery. That private owner had put up the stones on his property, but it seems rather than creating a replica cemetery to lure filmmakers, he put them up as a way to protest the proposed high-speed rail project that could possibly cut through his property. 
so the headstones have found a new home and purpose in Acton. Meanwhile, back in Whittier, Founders Memorial Park maintains many of the same features of the cemeteries. The street that separates them is no longer called Cemetery Avenue, but the trees and the pathways are original to the graveyards. And, of course, true to his namesake, many of Whittier's founders still remain. Now that was a good video to revisit because I learned so much additional information months after I posted that video. I learned about the diphtheria epidemic that led Willard Dorland to found the cemeteries and how the gravestones ended up in the city of Acton. I personally feel quite torn about the park. On the one hand, it's nice that it was turned into a green space. It's a quiet park. It's a nice park. But on the other hand, I don't know how I would feel about my loved one's final resting place being turned into a park and possibly having people walk their dogs on their grave or, you know, play soccer. Surprisingly, having cemeteries turn into a park happens more often than you think. We have quite a few of them here in California, but those are stories for another day. I'll put the link up to my video in the description, as well as a link to the Whittier Museum where you can learn more about the cemeteries. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Californiography Podcast. Make sure to subscribe here and to my YouTube channel and follow me on social media. I would really appreciate it. Until next time, when we, because remember, it's you and me, continue to explore the history that's in our own backyard that we call California. All right, talk to you soon.